0: And it is, what, cash the ticket week eight of college football, week seven in the National Football League. I Flying by, man. My it's, God, it's, already. It's scary is what it is. Feels like yesterday I was getting ready for Friday night, the 30th, August, for the home opener for State. And now, yeah, Mike, we're two-thirds of the way there, but I don't know. In, in many ways, aren't we getting to the real part of it now, beyond the pomp and circumstance of it all? Like, you get into the... Mid October, you know, early November slate. The playoffs begin. Yeah, this is why I don't want to expand the playoffs. By the way, you would take away the meaning of some of the games coming up. Whether it's LSU, Bama, whether it's Wisconsin or OSU, etc. I love the fact we're going to start seeing de facto playoff eliminator games coming up. But yeah, it's
1: I mean, think about it. This time flying. next, this time next month, the college football season will be.
0: Almost over, yeah. frankly. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, or if you're a Michigan State fan, it's already been over Already over, for over. Weeks. yeah. Um, well, first of all, kudos to us. Um, last week is is a wholly unsustainable clip. I mean, the last two weeks, really, for me, four and two two weeks ago, seven and three last week. Fuck you, Browns. Fuck you, Freddie Kitchens. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I, the, the Browns were one of my favorite plays of the week, Mike, and and you're already off to that. I mean, an undefeated... 4 and 0 Saturday you start off the week you nail the Thursday night game so you're 5 and 0 and and you're you're rolling and you're heading into Sunday uh, actually no I had a fifth college game so you're 6 and 0 headed to Sunday and one of your favorite plays of the week now I bet every game straight but of course I put a little sugar on some parlays the the goddamn browns yeah killed It took an unbelievable week, and it would have launched it into the stratosphere because I had it parlayed. I would, I get look here's three college games plus Browns, etc. I just, I I hate Freddie Kitchens. No idea idea what to do with that team all year. No, it's bullshit, is what it is. I mean, they they blew the game seven ways to Sunday. Block punts, interceptions in the end zone, penalties, whatever. But look, I had a seven and three week. You never can complain about that. I'm on an eleven and five run. Making money. So that's good. You at a seven and two week. Yeah. You were the total king. Um, look, fourteen and five as a show. Crazy. Not sustainable. Oh. But so here's my question. Now it's a matter of time until we begin losing, because you can't do what we've been doing the last couple weeks. So I started looking at games this week. And I, I go, okay, you know you can't keep it up. So automatically Me, personally, I never let my record dictate how many games I play. I let the board do that for me. So two weeks ago, I really zeroed in on six games, and that's what I did. Last week, Mike, I could have played 12, 13 games. I cut it to 10, but I loved the board. Mm -hmm. How does it affect your plays? Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe you just have that iron constitution. But how does it affect the plays? When you get hot, you get a little looser. You have to you, press. Do you tighten up a little bit?
1: No, I think you have to press, if anything. I think oh, you, wh- God. <laughs> that's it's just like at the blackjack table, right? When you're up, you take those chips and you press and you make more money. That's exactly how you do it here. But I, I think that realistically, what it does is it gives you more confidence. It gives you more confidence. You probably do play a couple more games just because you're kind of feeling it
0: man you walk I don't think it does walk right into the trap
1: I don't think it does the other it it can't I don't think that's good for it to do the other thing where you start getting nervous and you you never want to play nervous in sports the same thing
0: I think there is an element and maybe I'm too conservative about it but I, I think you do play a little bit of defense with your bankroll no you don't start betting less no you don't you don't not play a game. Well, I want to protect myself. It's more. I think it's dangerous when you get hot like that. You start to go. Ah, it's house money. Let me add something. See, I don't do what you do. Well,
1: it, see, I, I think it's the biggest. It's the biggest issue that I have also with the Lions this year. And what I've said all year long. They take their when they take their foot off the gas. That's when problems happen. That's when they let the team back in the game. I feel like it's the same thing where just don't take your foot off the gas. Be confident. Don't be stupid, but be
0: confident. All right. Well, let's begin the card knowing that the dream sequence is going to end. I mean, there's, there's, I've, I've hit, Jesus, I think, what, eight of my last nine college games. It's not going to continue, but let's, let's try. Um, Weeknight games, we can try to cover them. I've got one of the weeknight games as a play on Friday night tomorrow. Um, let me just briefly give you maybe one of the weirder lines of the week. UCLA, Stanford yep. opened up Stanford minus nine and a half. Uh, Stanford's going to be on their third string quarterback, Costello out, Davis Mills out. I don't even know who the third stringer is, but it started out, UCLA getting nine and a half. It's down to UCLA getting three and a half, but here's what interest. here's what's interesting if I could speak English. Stanford. According to the Action Network, 77% of tickets on the Cardinal, 60% of the money. The spread has gone down by six. If you're playing that game, it's UCLA or pass. Um, I want to at least throw it to you. You're the king of the Thursday night, Friday night shit action game. I mean, Stanford has one receiver with more than 250 yards. You're on a third string QB. Their defense blows. UCLA is kind of like the Tennessee Titans of college football. One week they're good, one week they're vomit. Uh, I'm not playing this game, but I, I this screamed Mike Sullivan Pac-12 after dark crazy line. You nailed the game last week, Oregon Colorado. Yeah, wanted to at least give you an early batter's box.
1: Well, now. this is what I'm staying away from. But if anything, I would go. I would actually go Stanford in this game because oh my god, because of one stat, UCLA. 127th ranked overall defense this year. They have been so bad. This defense can't stop anyone. But how? So much, I can't. I cannot bet on UCLA. Period. Right now, with how statistically awful that defense. Yeah, is. but
0: how much is that, is that skewed by the Washington State game, which was like 88 to 86. Plus, it's Stanford with a broke dick offense and a third string QB. I mean, I get it, Mike. I just. I was throwing you a bone there. I thought this was a sully play. No, it's a pass. All right, let me give you the Friday night game I do like, and I may walk into one, and I'm—I very rarely do I play road favorites. I just don't like it. Um, but I think Syracuse stinks. Pitt goes into Syracuse, minus 3.5. Uh, the action is pretty even, so nothing to talk about there. Look, with Pitt, I think you're getting a top-20 defense. Hugh um, stinks. You know, Pitt's going to bring that top 20 D in. The Q's offense is pathetic. They're one of the 10 or 15 worst teams in the red zone this year. Tommy DeVito, their quarterback, has no time to throw. That O-line constantly uh, is forcing him to get out and go. Uh, an interesting stat was was Pitt ranked fifth in overall havoc where they're just creating disruption. Uh, a lot of force fumbles, a lot of passes deflected, knocked down. Panthers 19th in total D. Um, 14th in opponent yards per play. And as we talked about, look, bottom line, Syracuse, even if they get it to the red zone, they're not converting it. I think they're 114th. Um, The Syracuse O-line, 125th in sack rate. I just, hey, cliche, whatever. Defense travels. Pitt's the better football team. Last time I saw Syracuse Thursday night against NC State, they were dreadful. I'm going to lock in Pitt minus 3.5 here. It feels a little bit trappy Um, It goes against a lot of things I normally don't do where I don't like road favorites, but this is just one where Syracuse, I don't know that they can move the football with any level of consistency. Pitt's got the type of defense where they should be able to put Syracuse in a lot of behind the chains, downs, and distances. Um, I'm going to take Pitt, lay the three and a half.
1: Yeah, I'll. Uh, you know, I want to do what we did last week, where I kind of join you on one of these games because it worked so well last week. Well, why and I'm don't hoping you it let me again.
0: let me lay out the rest of the menu? No, because this was one I was looking at earlier, and I, I may I, have some chocolate chip pancakes for you later. Oh, like, I, I, I could use that. I'm yeah. saying just no. Okay. I I like
1: this game because, and believe me, this is one I was looking at earlier because my initial thought when I when I saw the line without even looking at the trends or the numbers of the stats was, wow, I, maybe maybe Syracuse might be the play here, but when I looked into it more. Uh Syracuse, in their last five games, they've covered once. They've been doing a terrible job against the number. And you know what? You look at Pittsburgh, you mentioned, you certainly mentioned some of the stats. Pittsburgh, really, really good covering on the road. So I, I think that number is right where it should be just to be able to lay a
0: comfortable 3.5. All right, let's move along. Another Friday night game. OSU opened minus 27.5 against Northwestern. It is now out to the key number of 28. Mm. Planet Earth is on OSU. Uh, You just heard what I said. I'm not big into road favorites. I'm sure as hell, no matter who the team is, not big on laying four touchdowns on a Friday night in Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, it'll be a home game for OSU. Yes, OSU is dynamite. Uh, It's a pass for me. Just wanted to give you a chance to touch the table and maybe give a few words on it because it is a big game.
1: Doesn't Ohio State have to have some letdown game one of these weeks? Mm -hmm. I mean, with how good they've been, you'd think there'd be some sort of lull in October where they just have a letdown game. I don't think this is one of them. I, I can't bet against Ohio State right now with how many points they put up and how they just shred teams, absolutely shred teams up. So it's just a pass for me. But come on, one of these times Ohio State has to at least
0: at least not cover these numbers. Let me give you a game on Saturday, on Saturday to start the slate when you're just going to sit down that I guarantee no matter who you bet, you're going to lose. You ready? hmm You talk letdowns. You talk heartbreak. You talk um, coming back down to earth. Florida. On the road, off the brutal loss to LSU, which was off the emotional win against Auburn. On the road at South Carolina, off hitting the lottery and beating Georgia. Florida, noon kick, the number is Florida minus five. If you bet this game, you're insane. It doesn't matter what you do here, you're going to lose. I guarantee it. I, how, do you yep. play, how do you play that game? Ooh, well, Florida, what's their emotional state? South Carolina, off that win? I know. I, 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 and Can the they number, do it two weeks in a row? The I mean. number of five? No. I run away. I just, you want to talk about if there were one game on this board that you could give me free money, I wouldn't play it. It's this one. Because I have, there is no read on that game. None.
1: Yeah, and I, I know the South Carolina is really, really good at covering at home. I, I totally get it, but if anything, the play for me in this game is not either side, but I'm going to go over. It's 48, opened at 49 I'm seeing here, and the fact that it went down, I do kind of like that, because when you look at it, over 6-0 and in Florida's last six road games, they always find a way to put up points on the road. Um... Uh, 48 just seems like it's a... Maybe I'm walking into it. But 48 seems like a, a few points too low for this total. So I'm going to go over
0: Florida, South Carolina, 48. Um, here's one I thought was going to be your first total of the week. Okay. And if don't be pressured into this. But when I saw Clemson and Louisville hit the board, you know Louisville off a massive win um, against Wake Forest. Wake was a seven-point favorite in that deal. But, Mike, when you look at this game... I mean, Louisville, Scott Satterfield's doing a nice job. That's App State's old coach, uh, doing a nice job offensively. And really, that team, they're trying again. Last year, they just, that team laid down the over under in this game, opened up at 63.5. It's down to 60.5. The under is getting pounded. Um, Mike, I just wanted to ask your opinion on it because I don't mess with totals, but I felt like this was one that was just. This was one I thought would be closer to 70, and now it's at 60. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's a tough one because I'm not going to play it. I, I would go over if I did. And, and the reason why everyone's high in the under is obviously because of Clemson this year. If you look at any total, um, you know, point spread total this year, Clemson has not been good against it. We know the struggles they've had offensively. Under is 4-1 and one in Clemson's last five games overall. So that's, in my opinion, it's a public game. That's clearly why it's getting bet that way, but I'm going to cautiously stay away from this total.
0: All right, give me one you're playing then, before I continue down my menu.
1: I'm excited to give you this game because I I think you might call me crazy, or you might say, hey, you know what, I kind of subscribe, I know you subscribe to uh, Underdogs, so I want to offer you the Illinois-Wisconsin game. You're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) I think this game has 37-7 written all over it. I like Illinois to cover this. It started at 28. It's up to 31. I think it might even continue to go up. But sure, I'll lock in at 31. I really believe it's it's a kind of a backdoor type cover where it's a close cover. But I don't I don't expect Wisconsin to go out and put up 45 points, 50 points. I think it really will be a controlled game where I could totally see 37-7, um, 42 to 14, that type of thing. Maybe I think it's that with that number,
0: Illinois plus 31. I like Illinois to cover this. All right, all I'll tell you, and this is why I'm not a pro or anything, because a pro would never say this. You bet numbers, you don't bet teams. But I'm so sour on the chance I gave Illinois a few weeks back. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they're an atrocious football team, injuries at the quarterback spot. I know the offense at times looks functional. Defensively, I don't know that they'll force a single punt against Wisconsin. But you're right in this sense. So many points. It started at 28 and a half the public and the Char, everyone has bet this thing to another key number of 31. And yep. you're right. If, if Illinois can generate 14 points, Wisconsin's got to score 50 to cover it. So I, I get where your head's at. I don't think it's terrible. That's 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 a no-touch for me. But I like well, the fact you're actually taking an underdog. It's
1: just, yeah, it's just so many points. It's at that key number, and I think that Wisconsin, it kind of does scream a little bit of a slow game for Wisconsin. Maybe they're overlooking Illinois. Wisconsin, historically, when I say historically, the past four times they've played a losing team, a team with a losing record, mm. they haven't covered the spread once. So I kind of feel like it could be a slow type game where
0: Wisconsin doesn't blow them away by 32 points. Alright, that's a play? Yep. Alright, you're in. Um, I'll give you my favorite play of the week, and as soon as I saw it I went, that's an automatic, close your eyes, push, push the button, done. Unranked, home team, favored, off a bye week versus a ranked team. Oh, t- I just <laughs> Oh, talk dirty. Oklahoma State, minus three and a half, as they welcome in the number 18 and undefeated Baylor Bears. Mike, home team, favored, over-ranked team. Okie State off the bye. Okie State has had two weeks to get ready for this puppy. You're talking about a defense, uh, excuse me, an offense that is impossible to stop. Baylor's been living a charmed life here. Uh, They had the OT thriller last week against the Red Raiders. I just think this is all the things I look for. Love the the off-the-buy angle. Love the home team, short favorite or home team as an outright dog. Love ranked team, on the road, kind of fake, being an underdog versus an unranked team. It just checks so many boxes for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, an unbelievable running attack for Okie State. I just, you close your eyes on this, it checks all the boxes. I'm taking the the cowpokes. Give me Okie State. Wish I was able to tape this Monday and lock in two and a half, but I'll lay the three and a half. I think they're going to beat Baylor. I think they're going to end their their streak, uh, uh, their undefeated season. Love the cowpokes here. I like it. I I like the pick. Um,
1: Oklahoma State, they've covered every single game at home this year. They've been really, really good in that regard. They've been really good against winning teams as well. So, hey, I, I totally agree with the pick. The number... I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this. I'm gonna let you have this one, but I can certainly understand it. By the way, just one more stat to kind of close this one out. I was looking at Baylor one in nine, one and nine against the spread. Their last ten meetings at Oklahoma State.
0: Ah, crazy. <laughs> I'll take the cowpokes in that yep. one. Give me another play for you.
1: Yeah, let me offer you one that's uh, under the radar. But hey, I know you like the action. And I don't mind it. And, I, I don't. And you've talked about, um, well, you've talked about Toledo quite
0: a bit. And we had Did the, you see what happened to them last week? They went into Bowling Green as 27-point yep. favorites and got dick <laughs> i Mike, I actually watched a little bit of that game as commercial break entertainment in the early window. Yep. Every time I turned over to that game, some crazy stuff—I mean, Toledo— Missed a field goal, had a field goal blocked. Think there was a punt block. Threw a pick, fumbled in the red zone, fumbled a kickoff. I, I'm not kidding. Go, Mike. You can go back and look at the game cast. I'm not making it up. Yeah, it was a uh, 20, twenty to seven. A twenty-seven point favorite who looked like a team that had never played football before. Yeah, wild.
1: Yeah, and that was a uh, home game for BG. I'm actually looking at Bowling Green this week. Central Michigan. Oh God. Travels to. Uh, Bowling Green, and let me double check. Yeah, it's at Bowling Green. Sorry, I want to make sure of that. I, I, I think that it's, I like betting overs. You guys know that, but the over is at 50, let's see, 54 and a half down to 54. I like the under in this game, actually. I really do. Uh, I, I don't think that either of these two teams has the capability of putting up a ton of points, and the under... At Bowling Green has hit every single game this season. The under between these two teams, Central and Bowling Green, has hit the last six times they've met. Under 54 points, like that a lot. Neither team has the offensive firepower
0: to really put up a ton, so I think they're staying under that. Wow. All right, good luck with that. You're playing unders in the MAC. I give you credit. Um, Let me go to the next game. Now this one... This is dicey, but I, I really think a team's getting set up for a fail here. Temple, uh, seven-point underdog as they travel to undefeated SMU, who's becoming a, a big story. Shane Buchel, uh the former Texas quarterback, yeah. throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, SMU is high-flying here. I think Temple's kind of set up to get gutted. Uh, they played a, a brutally physical game against Memphis, I know it's a sidebar. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. They just want picks. But I love the way Memphis plays, man. They play physical. Norvell, their coach, he's really built on what Justin Fuentes uh, had, had there before he went to VTech. That, that was a physical football game against Memphis. And now they got to go on the road, play an SMU team who offensively, it's going to be the best offense they've seen all season. You look at Temple— we talk about their D. We love their D. We played them when they played Maryland, but they've played Bucknell and Buffalo, Georgia Tech, who installed a new offense this year from the triple option to the spread, uh, ECU, Memphis. They're, they're not playing offensive juggernaut teams. SMU's offense is for real. They put up 37 a week. They're at home, they're lying in wait. I think Temple, maybe their underbelly got softened a little bit coming off that tough game. I like SMU here laying the seven. I think SMU pounces. I think Temple is so limited offensively. If SMU plays clean, I think they're a double-digit winner. I was surprised when the spread came out at seven. It's kind of hung there flat all week. Half the action, you know, it's divided both ways. Again, I'm not a guy who likes favorites, certainly not touchdown favorites very often. I think this is a spot. And I think you're getting an SMU team that, even if Temple's defense has a decent day, which I'm not going to tell you that they're not going to do it. Um, look, man, they have played, from, a, from defensively speaking, the 101st toughest schedule, meaning they didn't. They didn't play anybody. And you're running into a, a, an SMU team who I, I actually think is for real. Uh, I'm going to take SMU and lay the points here. SMU minus seven is a play.
1: Yeah, I'll keep this one short and sweet with, with that analysis. One game this season. There's only been one time that SMU has not covered the spread.
0: Uh, been really, really good against that. So understand it make and it, uh, good luck. Make, make make it two as as I crash yeah. <laughs> back down to earth. Um, Mike, you got another play, or you want me to keep rolling? Honestly, my card this week in college is four games, which I have right now. Same for me.
1: So unless uh, unless we talk through, unless I get talked through another one, I've got...
0: I'm going to probably stick with four this week for college. All right, let me do this. Um... You know, and again, this was probably the, this was the easiest one, and I know I warned you guys, don't do it. I know it's scary. It's going into a lot of the trends we normally don't go into, like reverse line movement and look at where the money is, and then also the setup. But I gave you Navy last week as a one-point road favorite. I thought Tulsa was out of gas. I thought emotionally that team was going to be spent. Navy walked in, and that game was over, and you were at the ticket window in the second quarter. There was no way Tulsa was beating Navy. None. And we talked about Malcolm Perry, Navy's quarterback. He is special. We talked about Navy's passing game. They blew the doors off that team. Now, Navy's playing razor-sharp football, and I'm walking into Navy this week again on a back-to-back because I actually watched their opponent last week in South Florida— I ended up playing South Florida, not not on the show, but like I said, you're sitting around Saturday. You look at some stuff. The emergency picks. Yeah, well, it wasn't emergency. It was more I like this <laughs> game. I'm I'm gonna play it. Um, I took South Florida uh, as a dog, and they took out BYU. BYU was bringing a freshman QB on the road, but here's here's the moral of the story. Watching South Florida, what an incredibly sloppy outfit. No discipline, and whether it's bad penalties, blown covers, mistakes, uh, turnover, you are going to go on the road now, UCF kind of feeling themselves a little bit, beat BYU, they go to Navy, and I'm sorry, Navy is playing on a string right now. And you know when you get a service academy that's got talent, like Army lost too much, they're not talented. Army's not good this year. Navy is razor sharp. You think you're going to go on the road, be sloppy, not be assignment sound, take a bad penalty, turn the ball over. This Navy team will gut you. I don't love giving 14. Mm -hmm. It's just flat. It's just sitting there. But I really believe South Florida is going to Annapolis this week to get their head taken off. I'm going to ride the Navy train on this, and again, I watched both teams last week. I've watched a ton of Navy all year. I think it's a spot. I think South Florida is exactly the type of huckleberry to go on a road, make a bunch of mistakes, and Navy will cut you. They will absolutely make you pay for every one of your indiscretions. Give me Navy. Lay the 14th. Friendly bet on this one. Fourteen,
1: I think they'll. I think South Florida will keep it within fourteen. I don't think Bottle they'll. Bet? I don't Bottle think they'll bet? win. Yeah, let's do it. Bottle bet. I disagree. I, th- I think South Florida will keep it within the number. Okay. Don't think they'll win. Uh, South Florida every single game on the road this year they've covered. Let me roll with
0: them see if they can keep it within fourteen. All right. And again, this is a weird week for me. I normally am like uh, underdog, Johnny, Mike. I got four favorites this week. You. That's how yeah, That's how I you know. know. Yeah, you've been more on that. Hey, worked last week too. But that, that's how you know I'm going to get my ass kicked. That's how you know this is going to be a disaster. But the board, I'm not seeing a lot of dogs I like. I thought Tulane was interesting at Memphis, but the points not enough for me. I'm not sure about Tulane. Um Michigan Penn State, I can't trust Michigan, but let's yeah. Well, let's spend a minute on the game because I think for a lot of people you look at it and you go Penn State's good, it's a whiteout, they're at home, lay the number. I actually think the number is really accurate. Like I don't think you're getting a value here. I think you're you're flipping a coin. Uh, they opened up as seven and a half point favorites. It's out to nine. You know, could I see a 24-17 or, you know, 23-14 kind of game? Sure. I I just think the number provides no value. I don't think I don't trust Sean Clifford and Penn State, not great on third downs, not great extending drives. They rely on the big play. They rely on a, hey, let me hit KJ Hamler and have him take it 80. And for Michigan, listen. Biggest problem: Penn State's front seven, Michigan's front. Uh, Penn State's defense is for real. They're not going to let you run the ball. They, they generate a ton of pressure. Their D line is really good. I just this is a sit and watch. And I, yeah. I know people want picks on the games they're going to watch, but I think that's a surefire way to lose. Like and look, last week I had a, I had a take on the LSU game. It was a winner. The week before, I had a take on Auburn, Florida. It was a winner. I picked the big games, but. This is one, Mike. I just I don't I don't see a side here based on that number.
1: No, and hey, we know how Harbaugh's been in big games, college game days in town. This is a whatever you want to call it, top fifth both top fifteen teams, whatever. But I have no confidence in Michigan right now. And this, if they lose this game, this is, in my opinion, this is the end of uh, has to be the end, should be the end of the Harbaugh era. He has to win this game. But what if I also told you in Michigan's last ten games, they've co- only covered the spread. Twice, Jesus, it's crazy. We know, and the record of, with Harbaugh as an underdog is is well taken as well. He's zero seven. The seven times that Michigan's been an underdog under Harbaugh, he hasn't won
0: outright once, which is just crazy to me. So I can't, I can't confidently bet Michigan in this. No way. Other big games of the week, you got to take on your Ducks. They travel to Seattle to take on UW, Oregon, a three-point favorite, opened up at two and a half. Uh, two-thirds of the tickets, two-thirds of the money on the Ducks. Mike, any opinion there? Yeah, I was
1: looking at it earlier. Uh, it's a pass for me. I think that there was just kind of too much going on, especially with how good Washington is covering against winning teams. If anything, I was kind of looking at the
0: total, but it's it's just a pass for me on this one. I'll give you one that didn't make the cut. You want me to talk into—I'll give you two games. And I, I was close on both, but I, I the number just wasn't quite big enough for me. How about LSU on the road at Mississippi State? Stark Vegas opened up at 18, went out to 19. Now it's back to 18 and a half. There's <laughs> no way LSU emotionally is going to be able to carry it down to Starkville. Mississippi State's already lost a few games, got beat by K-State. Um, Mississippi State, you know, back against the wall spot. You, you know, kind I, of just I, I just want
1: more Coach I just want
0: where opponent's dreams go to die. Yeah, I know. Your voice me, is nowhere deep enough to do in a Coach o Give me more Coach o. But if this number were close, up near 20, I actually would pull the trigger on Mississippi State. I'm going to sit, watch, see if the number blows out on Saturday as everybody piles on LSU. But that's a bad spot for the Tigers as far as covering a number. But that didn't make it the most interesting one, the last game I left off the ticket. And a lot of people if you're just joining, you know, listening to this, one of my big things is get familiarity with teams and then follow them. Follow their games, the number, and you can create situations for yourself where because you know this team or know what they've been through or know the personnel, like BYU is a team that I've played against and won, I've played with and won uh, last week, played against. My point is, BYU this week is in a really interesting spot because Boise State comes to town. Now I watched a little bit of Boise State Hawaii before bed, and they lost. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but the freshman QB for um, for Boise really had a really nice year. Looked like he hurt his hip; he couldn't walk. Backup comes in. They took care of Hawaii, who was busy, you know, kicking the ball all over the field. But Boise now goes on the road to BYU. And they are laying seven. BYU is is right there to me. It's like right on the line of being a play. I love the seven here. I love the home dog. Boise, you know, you're gonna have a backup QB. You got to go to BYU. It'll be BYU, you know, off that tough loss, coming home to get right. This game was nearly a play for me. I and it's got me written all over it. Mm. Home dog. Um, love the seven, but I, you wanted me to talk you into one. This would be the really? one. Yeah, okay. I, I just wanted—you know, Mike, I mean, I was on the right side of USC and BYU. I was the right side of Washington, BYU. Right. I was the right side of USF and BYU. Like I've been all over this team, win or lose. I feel like this is a nice spot for them. That, there's my best sales pitch to you. Now, for, are you
1: playing this one? Is this a, a strong play for you? <sighs>
0: it was the last game. How about la- we
1: both let's both let's both just dive in and play this one? Come on. Well. Mm.
0: You know, it it I will tell you, this is part of our opening conversation. Maybe it's me tightening up off a couple hot weeks and wanting to protect the orb. And you're right. Look at my plays this week. There's not a single week where I've taken more favorites than underdogs. There's not one. Yeah. But this week. If I don't take this game, I don't have an under. You have to take it. Let's take that extra money and just, hey, sprinkle a little on BYU. Spoken like a true loser. All right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Give me BYU. Be your fifth game, I Give believe. Give me BYU. Give me the seven. I'll, I'll let you talk me into it after I was supposed to talk you into it. I don't like how this worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but BYU plus the seven. I think it's a nice spot for them. Boise in that one-game format could could survive a Hawaii team who's incredibly sloppy. Um, and again, your backup can come in and play well and you'll be all right. But going on the road, you know, if Boise were really as good as some believe, I think this number's bigger. I think this is that perfect number. You're getting the seven, would love seven and a half. I'm not, I'm not telling you not to buy that little halfer, but I'm going to take the seven. I'll take BYU. All right. Go yeah.
1: No, it, it, I think the reason why it's just more pe- people are looking at Boise's record on the road, their how well they cover on the road. I think
0: that's what factors into it a little. But yeah, let's roll with BYU. I'll tell you this: you want to talk about a game that might snooker me in? My wife's out of town this weekend. This is the degenerate <laughs> belly full of food, Hawaii? had a couple beverages. My gritty Air Force Falcons lay in three on the Big Island at Hawaii at eleven o'clock yes. at night. I, I just Look, I'm not telling you I'm playing it. And I know it's death betting a favorite at Hawaii. But I've watched Hawaii twice this year. And outside of their quarterback, that uh, Colt McDonald or whatever his name is with the crazy hair, Mike, that team, I mean, that team is like, you want to talk undisciplined, slop nonsense. I can't take it. I mean, they they had every, they could have beat Boise seven ways to Sunday last week and they went, nah, we're good. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna get beat by twenty two. Um well, and you talk that's about, the chaser's delight though. When you get the Air Force at eleven PM on a Saturday night, wife out of town, dogs on the couch, let's <laughs> party. Well, and when Hawaii's
1: a home underdog, they're one and eight against the spread their last nine home games against a team with a winning road record, which is what Air Force
0: represents so no i could see that one air force good ball club should have had navy two weeks ago they had they had the game-winning touchdown or so they thought with about two minutes to go and then navy got the ball and malcolm perry decided we're gonna go right down the field Mm -hmm. air force is good don't sleep on them big powers at it again leaving people in the dark how many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages stop it don't do it anymore go solar Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Let's go to Sunday in the National Football League. Uh, Mike, this Sunday card, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't love it. Okay. I don't. I, I, I think there's a lot of good games to watch, but I don't love the numbers. I don't love the betting opportunities here. So let me give you an example so people don't think I'm lying to them. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching Houston and Indianapolis. Don't have a great feel. Coin flip game, one point spread. Th- there's no advantage there. Like I'm looking forward to watching Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones Bowl. Giants laying three, not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'm looking forward to New Orleans and Chicago as the Saints are a three-point dog. Really don't have a feeling there. Like, there are good games. I'm just not into it on that level. Now, I've got a couple I like, but I want you to start because we always do the Thursday night game. You love watching them. Everyone loves betting them. What do you got KC Denver? I want to see where your head's at here.
1: This one's actually the one that I'm not playing as well. Unbelievable. I, I I I don't know what Here here's where I'm torn on this because I've had kind of a strong opinion on both these teams all year. I've I said when they were when they were winless, I said I don't think Denver is that bad of a team? I think they're the fact that they haven't won a game yet at the time, they're better than this. And I think they are. I think their defense is better than that. Kansas City, they've just been a train wreck. Do I think that they'll eventually find a way to kind of get back on track? I do. But overall, what's the spread? Denver plus three right now, I believe. Overall, I just
0: I can't really trust Kansas City to, you poor th- to do anything right now. All right, here's the deal. Listen to me. Right, you got planet Earth on Kansas City laying four and a half. 75, 79% of the tickets, almost 80% of the money, and the spread has gone down to three. Denver, at home, power running game, nice running back rotation mm-hmm. against the Chiefs defense, against the run, allowing north of five and a half yards a carry. Mahomes on a bum wheel. I watched that Houston game last week. Mike, he's not right. And and here's the other. Here's a stat. First 3 weeks of the season, on those classic Mahomes deep balls, really what Kansas City's offense is predicated on, 61%, 11 of 18. The last 3 weeks, Patrick Mahomes is only completing 26% of his passes 20 yards or more down the field. Yep. Thursday night home dog, that's an angle. It's proven over time. That's a profitable angle. Denver. God help me. I hate Joe Flacco. And I shouldn't do this, but we all know they could easily be two games better. They've had two heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, last-second losses, Jacksonville and Chicago, especially with the controversial Bradley Chubb uh, personal foul on, on Trubisky. Mike, it's case, it, it, it's Denver or pass. I'm actually going to play Denver, wow, and okay. you, if you hear a loud noise emanating in the sky, it's me cursing Joe Flacco as Kansas City wins by 40. But this right here, Casey can't get off the field. Their defense got worse year over year. I think Denver runs the ball. I think Denver can move the sticks. Uh, Cortland Sutton is a receiver people don't talk about who's coming into his own. I think this is just one where... I got to see it to believe it. With KC, Mike, they're just not right. You know? home's on a bum wheel. Their, their vertical games busted. I'm going to take the home dog here. I'm going to take the Denver. God help me. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos plus the three.
1: And it, what a statement it would be if they end up winning this game. But for, hey, for whatever reason, too, Denver's really, really good on Thursday nights. Play really well on short weeks. Ten and two against the spread. Their last twelve Thursday games. So I hear you, but not a, too okay. much uncertainty for me. I'm going to have to pass. All right, give me a play. Yeah, so I want to take a look at the Chargers-Titans game. Oh, my God. You're betting that? Yeah, I, I think that oh. it's, I, I really think, and I, and I was looking at all these trends earlier, I think this is a spot where I can just see the Chargers taking care of this. Um, it's currently Tennessee minus two. Can I remind so you of one gonna, thing? Let me. Just, ahead, can I yeah.
0: offer this to you, as you would say? Uh, two weeks ago, the San, De- San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, at home, as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, lose outright. Last week, at home, as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, lose outright. And now, you open up your first play on an NFL Sunday. Quote, the Chargers are going to take care of this as a road dog. You just said the key word. You are a beautiful man. You just ahead. said
1: the key word a couple times. At home. The Chargers are better on the road. They don't have a home stadium. They're, they're, their home stadium always gets infiltrated by the opponent's fans. Chargers 8-2 against the spread their last 10 road games. They play better on the road. They just do. And also, you look at the Titans. They have not covered once at home this year. It's the total opposite. you got a team that plays better on the road, and you got a team that's played awful at home all year. I like it. I, I like the Chargers
0: getting two points here. Uh, traveling to Tennessee. Give me give me Chargers plus two. You're on your own there. All right, second play for me this week on an NFL Sunday. It is in the early window. I actually like Oakland here this week. Green Bay on a short week, wide out core, all kinds of banged up. Devontae Adams, status up in the air at the time of taping. Geronimo Allison was in concussion protocol. Scantling was hobbled. Oakland's going to come to town with a top ten ground game. Uh, They have played better than expected. Green Bay on the short week. Oakland getting five and a half opened at seven. Obviously, I'm hoping this bounces back to six or I'm going to have to buy it to six. But bottom line, the five and a half feels decent. Uh, You're getting a majority of the money on the Raiders early in the week. You feel like you're on the right side of it. Outside of, you know, a bad quarter or two in the first seven weeks of the season, six weeks of the season, Oakland has played pretty good football. Mm. I like the Raiders as a road dog this week against the Pack. Josh Jacobs, let's do it. I'll take Oakland plus the five and a
1: half. Yeah, I could see it. I could see the Packers squeaking away with a win. I could see kind of a
0: letdown on the in the short week and whatnot. I'll tell you one thing. If you're into teasers, Oakland's a great tease. Get yourself out to ten, that's a nice number there. Like you could you could go Denver to ten, Oakland to ten, and there's a couple other plays we'll get to, but like if you're into teasers, I'm not telling you you should be or shouldn't be. It's personal choice. Um I don't usually mess a ton with them. I don't like the odds payout. If you're if you're confident in hitting multiple games, just play the damn parlay. But yeah, Oakland is a beautiful tease. But go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just
1: too many points. I I'm gonna pass on this one. I again I could see I could kind of see Green Bay maybe. If it's too not many points, right. take
0: the dog with me.
1: No, I, I don't feel confident enough. I don't feel confident enough in Oakland just because God, you look at it. Damn you! I mean, they've won in four of their last five road games. Whenever they travel, it seems like they just have a big letdown. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pass this. All one. right, give me a play then. Yeah, so I want to look at the uh, Eagles Cowboys, but uh, I love love
0: love love aside here.
1: Well, I don't. Well, I love the point spread. Let me put it that way. So it's 40, it was 48, up of 48 and a 48.5 right now. Hasn't moved that much. I think this is such an example, guys, of a game where it's Sunday night football. Everyone's watching. People want to bet the over on Sunday night. People always want to bet the over on Sunday night. So I think that number, uh, honestly, I think that number's just going to continue to go up. So I'm going to lock in 48.5. I do think these two teams will go over. Don't love don't love I love certain players on these two defenses but don't love either defense okay um so i'm going to go over 48 and a half it is right now by the way over 6 and 0 in the cowboys last six division games it's also 4 and 1 in the eagles last five against nfc teams so i think it's i think 48 and a half overs to play i got three words
0: for you fly eagles fly yeah? i love the eagles in this spot do you? i really do i think the problems with dallas are deeper than surface you're talking about missing both of their tackles. Um, you're talking about Amari Cooper being hobbled. Uh, tons of scrutiny, tons of distraction, tons of noise, an uncertain coaching situation with Jason Garrett. Now, I know Philly looked like absolute shit last week. Their is their weakness, Minnesota exposed it. If Amari Cooper's not right, uh, Dak is not playing well. The running game keys everything. Philly will take that away. I I just think this is a classic Eagles, Peterson, you know, roll into town. No one thinks you're winning. You're the dog, and they win outright. Mm. Uh, The Dallas defense should be dominant. They're not. Uh, Wentz. Should be able to go down here, move the chains. I love Miles Sanders being in the passing game now. A lot of they're running him against, and and this is where scheme plays such a role. But like they're getting him isolated on a linebacker, and he's running a lot of option routes. I love the Eagles here. I'm not going to tell you to play at money line. That's your personal choice. Take the points. Love the Eagles. Love that you're getting three. Rock and roll. I, I. I. This is probably watch. I like this is how bold I fe- Yeah, no, I this like is it. how I felt about the Browns last week, and they destroyed two parlays where the Browns were the only thing I needed, and all I had was Robert De Niro from The Untouchables as Al Capone screaming behind me. You've got nothing. You got nothing. It blew it all up on me, but I like the Eagles plus the three.
1: Yeah, I like. I like the bold pick. It's one. It's a pass for me on that note, but. Eagles, hey, 5-2 and two against the spread their last seven road games. The only, I guess, concerning trend would be how great Dallas has been covering against division opponents. But yeah, Dallas has clearly got a lot going on. Give me another play. Yeah, so I want to look at the, uh, a team, Mike, that I, I just fucking love this team this year. That I'm, that I'm about to say, because every time I bet against him, I get screwed. Every time I bet against this man, I get screwed. So I'm making the decision that I'm not betting against this guy, especially at home, It is a small home favorite. I'm building this up. The Seattle Seahawks Uh. against the Ravens. Russell Wilson does nothing but cover. The Seahawks do nothing but cover. There's been a couple times this year I've wanted to take them on the road, but I was a little timid and I didn't, and they covered like they always do. I'm going to take the Seahawks again. They're 4-1 and one against the spread against winning teams I
0: think you're walking the last into five. It. I think you are walking into it, buddy.
1: Ravens, I, at Ravens the last five games, they haven't covered once. Not yeah, once. Here's
0: the problem. I'm going to trust Russell Wilson and, and just roll with him on this. Seattle shouldn't have won last week. They had no business winning that game. Cleveland was an atrocity. The officiating was an atrocity. Seattle's incredibly lucky to have won that game. Um, the Rams, it turns out, the Rams blow. So Seattle there, incredibly lucky to get out of there with a W. Baltimore, this is the secret. If you've got a really good defense, you'll crush Baltimore. You really will. But Seattle doesn't. Seattle's defense is not good. This number got too small by the time we're taping for me to take it. It's actually shading down towards 2.5 right now. There's no value there for me. But I actually was on Baltimore plus 4. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I liked it. But it's a no play for me because yep. the number is now at a place in this particular spot. I can't do it. And maybe you'll be the benefactor. Maybe you'll go in, lay the three, and be okay. So, no, Mike, I, you're brave. I'm I love just Russell telling you, Wilson. I got a, I got a different read on that game.
1: It, they do nothing but cover. And, and,
0: again, the Ravens, my God, they haven't covered once the last five games. Let's run through a couple of these quickly, just I have no opinion. Buffalo, Miami, Buffalo laying 17. You have anything there? No, way too okay. many points. Uh, the Rams, who look completely broken, traveling to Atlanta, who looks completely broken. Rams laying four. I got no interest there. Anything you? Not really. No. Falcons haven't covered once their last four games. I'm just going to stay away. Two football games I'm interested in watching but not betting. Indianapolis minus one. Hosts Houston. This might be the best game of the weekend. Super pumped up to watch it. Love when these two teams get together. Shock Sully didn't play the over in this game. It screams 34-31. Fireworks um but i yep. i i'm i there's no value in the number here and i can't tell you who is going to win i know i'm surprised you didn't play this either cuz i know you you've been enjoying you know playing the colts this year yeah but listen and and i've bet against them it's more look at that number there's just no it's a coin flip i'm not interested in playing the lottery this shit's hard enough as it is yep I just—I was thinking about the over, but there were too many numbers to point it towards. You know, again, it—it might be a teaser kind of deal if people are into that, and you get the Colts plus four at home, and then you you kick back and relax. But no play there. But want to watch it? I'll tell you the other game I can't wait to see. How about the first two quarterbacks in the draft being on the field together? Kyler Murray. uh, Hi, all you Kyler Murray haters out there! I told you this kid's a star. Been great. NFC Offensive Player of the Week last week. Um, they go on the road three point dogs to Danny Dimes and the New York Giants and hey look I'm not telling you it's a great football game but I'm always interested in young quarterbacks squaring off you know who's more real I want to see Daniel Jones with the compliment of players you know with Ingram back and with Shepard back and with Barkley back and I'm I'm hoping they start to get some players back here but no bet there no play there interesting Uh, Frisco Washington I got no feeling here it's a big number It's Frisco riding high. It's Washington. Just for me, that's a stay away. It's the same as Jacksonville, Cincinnati. But if you have have thoughts on any of these, please.
1: The Niners, man, it's the same. I have the same opinion as the Niners as I said 20 minutes ago about Ohio State. Come on. they got to be due for a letdown one of these weeks. I just can't predict
0: when The Niners have been fantastic. Um, For me, the last play I had was, well... The Lions. No, it's funny. I, that is the game I feel like I am walking into something bad. <laughs> what do you have it at over there live? Right now, it's Minnesota minus one and a half. Open yep. as a pick'em. Uh Two-thirds of the money, two-thirds of the tickets, all on the Vikings, and I agree with it. I can't make a case for the Lions here. I mean, I, I like the Vikings. The Vikings want to run the ball. The Lions are now 27th against the run at allowing 5.1 yards a carry. If you're going to go against Minnesota... And you're not gonna take the run away, and you yourself don't run the ball well, you are already up against it. Because if you're gonna be one dimensional against the Mike Zimmer defense, you're gonna get your quarterback kill. Minnesota, while I don't love their passing game and while I don't love Kirk Cousins on the road, if they can run it, it's gonna set up a lot of things for them. You know, we were we were combing through some stats on our regular show, and you know, the Lions defense I I don't get what they're doing here. People can say, well, it's Ben but don't break, but it's it's horseshit. <laughs> no team in the league rushes two or three people more than the Detroit Lions. No team blitzes less than the Detroit Lions. No team sends secondary uh you know, safeties or corners on blitzes less than the Lions. Uh the Lions are twenty-seventh against the run, twenty-eighth against the pass. Crazy. Dead last in yards allowed, and dead last In how many snaps they have to face, they are facing 69.8 snaps a game. I don't understand how I am supposed to bet on that team. Now, here's the other thing. You'll say, well, the Lions have had a lead in every fourth quarter this year. They have. They are also amongst the luckiest teams in the league as far as turnovers go, fumble recovery rate, lots of analytics. I think a lot of it's bullshit. Um, Matthew Stafford in the red zone this year, only completing, what, 51% or 53% of his passes. It's a running game, averaging under three yards a carry. Mike, I like the Vikings here, and maybe I walk into it, maybe the Lions are in that back-against-the-wall spot, got to have it. Detroit versus everybody. I just view it like they've had a lead in all five games in the fourth quarter, and they only have two wins. And you can say what you want about the officiating in the Green Bay game. I don't deny it, but they settled for five field goals. Yep. The Lions offense in the second half, three and out, five and out, three and out, six and out, three and out. I just think Minnesota's a better football team. And until or unless the Lions show me they can stop the run, I don't know how you're going to line up. And they're going to turn around with Dalvin Cook and this kid they got back and Cook up in, in Madison. Mike, if they turn, if if you're allowing the Vikings to turn around and hand the ball off 30 times, do you think you're beating them? No. I'm going to take the Vikes, lay the one and a half, probably get my head kicked in. I'm probably walking right into it, but I I just, to me, Team A is better than Team B. And Team B has been relying way too much on turnovers to get where they got to go. I'm going to take Minnesota.
1: Three words. Red zone offense. Lions 24th in the NFL in touchdowns per red zone appearances. They just don't cash in, in to t- t- uh, t- touchdowns, guys. They just don't. And look, I know. Not just
0: touchdowns, into t- touchdowns.
1: Yeah, to t- 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 touchdowns. Uh, Lions, guys, look. I understand they've covered every single game since the Arizona game, okay? I'm sick of hearing this stat. I get it. But what the Lions have proven is that, that this is who they are. They're good enough to. Play with anybody. They're good enough to keep the score close with anybody, but they are not good enough to actually take the next step and be a a good team that finds ways to win these close games. Well,
0: and that's the difference, too. In this game, I think there's a, a real case to be made for one team that I can't make for the other. Houston and Indianapolis, I could make a compelling case for both sides of a one point spread. I can't do that here. I can't make a case for the Lions other than, well, they lost last week, so this week they'll win. I can't do that. No. Lions are on the short week. Minnesota's not. I, I just I think Minnesota's the better team, and I, I'm going to lay the one and a half and hope I'm right. So, let's recap the picks. We'll get you to David's sexy stat time for the games we didn't cover. Um, oh, actually, it reminds me. At least a word on this. I want to I want to make sure we at least touch on it. Monday night football, kind of interesting. No, Jets getting ten yeah, Patriots, New England. I, I listen. I ended up playing the Jets on Sunday. Sammy Darnold, I, Mike, the Patriots are just not going to go out and cover double digit spreads all the time. And I, right. I look, the Jets look live. They had some juice, they had some energy. Patriot offense, they did not look good against the Giants. They did not look right. Uh, you start to wonder does the Antonio Brown thing hurt them more than we realize? Um, Look, I'm not going to make this a play. I'm going to watch. I'm hoping the spread can get to 10.5, and then we're cooking with gasoline. But I think the Jets are kind of interesting.
1: Well, they are, and they've proven that they're so much better with Sam Darnold. By the way, the Jets are basically the only team that New England seems to not be able to go to their place and uh, and cover. For years. One in five. Patriots one in five against the spread the last
0: six times they've played in New York. Miami's another one. It's always weird for them. Um, All right, let's recap the plays. College, it's a weird card. There's no way I'm going to stay as hot as I've been, so buckle up. Uh, SMU lay in the seven. Pitt lay in the three. Uh, Okie State lay in the three and a half. Navy lay in 14. Uh, my underdog, I I goddamn it. I got talked into BYU plus seven. And my NFL plays Denver in the Thursday night game getting the three and a half. Minnesota laying the one and a half, Eagles getting the three, even though I think they went outright, and the Raiders getting five and a half. Mikey, take them down to the list.
1: Yeah, college, Pittsburgh minus three and a half, over in the Florida game, 48 points, Illinois plus 31, a lot of points. Also, Bowling Green, Central Michigan, under 54, South Florida plus 14, BYU plus seven, I got a lot of these this week, NFL, Chargers plus two, Got the Cowboys game
0: over 48.5, and, and then uh, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, minus 3. All right, that's the deal. Get ready, put your silk pajamas on. It's time for David's Sexy Stat Time.
2: It's time for another week of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. It looks like the NFC is better than the AFC. NFC teams have a combined record of 49-40-2. This is the highest win percentage through six weeks since 2002. 11 of 16 NFC teams are 500 or above. The AFC teams have a combined record of 41 and 50. This is the second lowest win percentage through six weeks since 2002. 7 of 16 AFC teams are 500 or above. Let's move over to the one game that I'm interested in this weekend, the Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are a minus three favorite in this game. What's interesting about that, the Cowboys are 9-12-2 against the spread when favored by three points or less under Jason Garrett. The Cowboys are also 2-8 and eight against the spread and 3-7 and seven straight up when favored by that same spread at home under Jason Garrett. Wentz and Prescott are tied for the NFL lead in receiver drops with 17. And one more quick look at the NFL. The remaining strength of schedule. Jets have the easiest schedule remaining, followed by Buffalo, the Steelers, the Browns, and then the Giants finish off the top five. The toughest schedules are the Titans, the Bears, Seattle, Arizona, and Atlanta has the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL. Let's move over to college football. Arizona State at Utah. Utah is a minus 13 and a half favorite. ASU is 8-3 against the spread with six outright wins as an underdog under Herm Edwards. ASU has been a dog three times this year and has won all three games outright against Michigan State, against Cal, and against Washington State. Tempo at SMU. SMU is a seven and a half point favorite. Since 2015, Temple has won 12 games outright as an underdog, including a 20 to 17 win over Maryland earlier this year as a five and a half point underdog and an upset at home over Memphis last week. Let's look over at Texas A&M. Everyone's so excited anticipating their matchup against Georgia and LSU late in the season. But here's something to look at. Texas A&M hasn't swept the Mississippi schools since Johnny Menzel left College Station, three and seven versus Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the last five years. The Aggies are favored at Ole Miss this week, and they host Mississippi State next week. Here's something for you LSU fans out there: Joe Burrow, as you know, he's been amazing this year. But here's a stat to look at his season. On 20-plus-yard passing plays, he is 16-for-24. That's 66%. 538 yards, 7 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. And on play action, he is 44-for-55. That's 80%. 904 yards and 6 touchdowns. That is amazing. Michigan at Penn State, minus 9 favorite for Penn State. It's a whiteout, and here we go again with Jim Harbaugh. Michigan has failed to win a game under Harbaugh in which they have entered the game as an underdog. Michigan is 0-7 straight up and 2-5 against the spread as a dog under Harbaugh. Five of those seven losses were by at least 11 points. This has been another week of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. All right, thanks for
0: listening. So subscribe, review, unsubscribe, review again. Do whatever you want, but we really appreciate the support. Radio.com, Apple Pod, all the places you get your podcasts. And we will, uh, listen, it's not sustainable what we've done the last couple of weeks. So God help us all. Let's let's hope we're still here next week. (laughs) And we'll talk to you then.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.